to the podcast where my guests and I talk about anything and everything from sports, relationships, politics, movies to TV shows, current events, and conspiracy theories. No topic is ever off limits, and it's always uncensored. I'm Ben Borges, and this is Man Chatter. It's been way too long. It's been two months, I think, since my last podcast. Um, if you listen to the previous podcast, uh, I wasn't really prepared to become a dog father, um, a dog dad, whatever you want to call it. We got a puppy a couple months ago, and he's completely, completely and utterly taking over our lives. We work on his schedule every two hours. He has to pee last couple of nights because my wife's out of town. He's been getting up at 2.30, 3.30 in the morning, which is fucking unbearable. So I've been in the worst moods, been getting no sleep. So he'll wake up at 2.30 and I'll take him out to pee and then he'll go right back to sleep. Then I'm just up like an asshole the whole fucking night. Man, it's just been ridiculous. <sighs> but what are you going to do, man? I wanted a dog, as my wife constantly reminds me. And I honestly love him, man. He's He's a great dog. It's actually helping me work on my patience because when it's 2 o'clock in the morning and he wants to pee, but then after he's done peeing and wants to smell every blade of grass, you're just there looking at him like an asshole or you're trying to get him back in the house. So that's that's something I got to work on. But what are you going to do, man? So yeah, so that's been my life, man. Uh, so I guess you can call this like season two of Man Chatter. So we're back at it. Um... So just going to hop on, give you a couple of my thoughts on a couple of things going on. Obviously, you know what this podcast is, man. It goes social commentary, political commentary on just views of it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a historian and know everything about everything because that's that's not the bullshit I'm going to sell you. I'm not ever going to come at you like, oh, I'm always right or whatever I'm saying is right. These are just my point of view on things. This isn't how I feel about stuff. This isn't. My sentiment, my thought, this is just my empathetic views, which by the way, empathetic, I googled, I was like, man, that doesn't sound like a word, and it is, so that's good, because I don't want to just be spewing out some bullshit, actually, I do spew out bullshit though, like that does happen, that is a thing that happens on this podcast, so yeah man, so these last couple months, there's been, no, the last 18 I guess, we want to go back the last 8, whatever, Obviously, politics on social media has been the heaviest thing, but what I wanted to talk about was LeBron James. LeBron James last week opened up a school called the I Promise School in Cleveland, um, and now there's people that are attacking him because he's taking taxpayer money. It's a, it's a public school. Public schools take private money. He invested his own money, but the tax he made a promise to these kids. This is a man, a legend, the greatest of all time, that put up over $40 million of his, own, of his own money to pay for kids' tuition and go to college. How? What What grounds do you have to attack him? Oh, because he said something about the president that was divisive, saying that the president was divisive? Here's, here's my whole thought, man. This goes back to the whole kneeling thing with the NFL. And shit, this, this could go back as far back as... Uh, the 1960s Olympics with uh, John Carlos and Roberto Carlos. Hold on. Let me pause this real quick. 
So I'm going to get these names right. Uh, and I got it now. So it's Tommy Smith and John Carlos. One of the most iconic pictures of all time. You see Tommy Smith with the right hand up. And then John Carlos with the left hand up because they split black gloves. Commentary from athletes has always been a thing. The, these are human. These are human beings that dedicate their entire lives to being great at one thing, right? They dedicate ten thousand hours. They're geniuses in this. Now, what I don't understand is that their political commentary because they're also citizens shouldn't be discredited because they're also athletes. Like they still pay taxes. They're just like me and you. Yeah, players like LeBron now gets hundreds of millions of dollars. But they can still speak socially. Like they're not these pariahs that aren't to be spoken of. or They're not allowed to talk or have views on anything. You know LeBron's been active with this shit. Uh, back when he was with the Heat. Uh, throwing on the hoodie with the, with Trayvon Martin. You know what I mean? Dwayne Wade. Like they can still give social commentary. For them to be attacked. Like oh you should just shut up and dribble. Or you should take your money and go home. Or you get paid 20 million dollars a year. You should just be grateful. Since when did $20 million a year mean you don't have a thought? How how does that work? I can criticize anybody I want. They should be able to do the same thing. Why? Because they're in the limelight. They should just play by the rules. You project upon them? That's not how this works. They, they have kids. They have wives. They have husbands. They're human beings just like me and you. So my the whole thing of attacking him, like, oh, I can't believe... I can't believe he's taking tax. He's taking taxpayer money, or oh, how dare he uh, speak on speak against Trump or the president and all these things? Listen, man, this has been going on forever. There was people who didn't want to go meet President. O- there was athletes that didn't want to go meet President Obama. Nobody said anything, but it's I don't remember. I don't even remember who the fuck they were or care about it, right? Because I mean, they kept it to themselves and they moved on. But see, I'm not upset about it because they don't, they, they're, they have that right. If you stand on the left or the right or the center, or whatever the fucking bird you want to be put on, that's fine. But I guess you you could criticize the the critic and that makes sense. But to make it seem like he has no right to speak because he earns a certain amount of money. Like if that's the case, shouldn't be, shouldn't Trump, the so-called billionaire, be held to a higher standard, but he he ran his whole campaign criticizing this country, saying that it wasn't that good, that we're not winning anymore. How, like how do you how do you iron out those two things, right? How how do you in your in your mind go through that process where like a person who makes twenty million dollars a year who worked their entire lives for those moments to be able to have that? I think Colin Kaepernick was adopted. His mom, you know what I mean. He had every challenge possible as a child, and he succeeded. Started taking a knee. I mean, I, you you know the story, but you you have your own version of what you want. The truth is, he talked to a he talked to a veteran, told him that kneeling is better than sitting on the bench. The reason why he took a knee was to to protest police brutality. Well, by the way, protest police brutality is a terrible thing. That double P fucked me all up. I just I don't get it, man. Like these these people have the right to take a knee, and the thing is, it makes them more powerful because they have more to lose. Right, they lose sponsors. They lose sponsors. They lose their jobs. They lose their future. They lose any kind of future income because they become pariahs, because w- nobody wants to touch them, 
because there's there's too much on them. Oh, they could be a bad influence. A bad influence to what? To what? How? Oh, taking a knee. I, I get it, man. You have your own. You could have your own feelings about that. That's fine. But he still has the right to do that. Protesting is the is part of the First Amendment in this country. It's before the second. Our founding fathers thought that was more important than you holding a gun. Take a second and think about that. I don't know, man. I don't know. There are these moments when I go through social media. So though the one thing that I will give social media credit for is that it exposed people's true feelings, right? People hide behind their shares or their posts or their comments. Clearly, energy they'll never give you in person. Like, I've had a couple, I'm not going to say run-ins because that makes it seem like I'm chasing people down to have an argument with them. But people I work with that say the most ignorant shit, and I'm not, and I don't want to check them because it's not the it's not the place for it, right? Like, I have a co-worker who's like, oh, man, I stopped watching the NFL because of the whole kneeling thing. Oh, so you were cool when the NFL was overlooking uh, domestic, domestic violence? Oh, so you were cool when the NFL was taking five hundred to $750,000 from the military to give you military propaganda? You you were cool then? I mean, what? why are you not cool with it now? Oh, because you think they're protesting soldiers? I was, I'm a veteran. I'm not offended by it. And I'm one soldier. If I'm if I'm one, there's got to be a couple hundred others, right? No, it just it makes you uncomfortable. It makes you feel. It make it gives you anger. I get it, man. But those same people that had feelings and anger didn't like people sitting at the counter in the 1960s. They're trying to evoke change. Change is not comfortable. It is fucking terrible. Given you ever try to. When you like, I'm 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 have, I'm I'm fat now. I'm not even gonna try to like sugarcoat it. I've gained weight in the last four or five years, eating like shit. I'm so complacent that I'm scared to change. Just going to the gym and make because it's uncomfortable. Yes, I love while I'm in there, but then I'll eat shit right after because I'm. It's what I'm used to. Just because it's what you're used to doesn't mean that's what you should continue to do. That's not good, man. And that's just one perspective of one thing. Like that's just me on a small on a small scale thinking about myself and how uncomfortable change is just for me. If change is uncomfortable for me for something that I know I need to change, imagine how hard it is for something that has to change as a whole. When people fought for civil rights in this country, it was never to overtake anybody else. It was just to have the same. Just to have the same opportunities, man. Equality. That's all it's ever been. It's never been, oh, I, I'm black now, so I'm, I'm more powerful than you because you're white. Oh, these poor people make all take all the money. They got all this free stuff. Bro, they're poor. They're th- Because they get a couple hundred dollars from food stamps to feed their kids or feed themselves. They're not better off than you, man. They're still poor. They're still living in Section 8 housing. Change is uncomfortable. An athlete came from that. Most, most, if not all these athletes come from nothing. Very few come from well-to-do families. Yes, you have the Johnny Manziels and the Josh Allens and countless others. 
that come from a well-established family. But for the most part, these athletes come from nothing. They're the American dream. They dedicated their entire lives from the moment they're a child to finding a way out of the, the, the life they, they're supposed to have lived. Right? Because they're, they're the exception to the rule. They're the outliers. There's 53 players on a roster. What? 30, 32 teams. It's not, what was that? 1,500, 1,600 people? That's it. That's just the NFL. NBA, 15 players on 30. That's 450 players. Or 32 teams, I'm sorry. That's what? 480 players? I'm just doing it off the top of my head. I'm sure my boy Danny, who listens to this podcast, the mathematician that he is, like, yo, you were fucking wrong. Listen, man, I'm doing this shit off the top of my head. That's all. That's all. That's what? 1,600? 2,000? No. For, yeah. So what? Over 2,000 Over two thousand people that dedicated their lives. It's 2,000. How many people are in this country? 380 million? And I'm just talking about the top sports, right? NFL and NBA. Baseball, I don't really follow it or like that's just not my thing. That's that's an incredible task. So don't they have the right to speak up, man? And it's not because they dedicated their lives; it's because they're also American citizens. They don't lose their power once they become famous. They they're they're able to give voice to the voiceless. This podcast might reach a couple hundred people. They reach a couple hundred million. If they're speaking out for something that's unjust, listen to them. Don't automatically discredit them saying you should be happy because you're rich. What what is that? They came from nothing. They knew they knew what it meant to have nothing. They know they're the outliers. They know they had friends that probably could have done it better than them, but just didn't have the opportunities. You know how many people I went to high school with that were that were some of the best athletes and some of the smartest people that just didn't have the right breaks? So what I don't understand is how they're viewed as they should shut up and stay quiet or shut up and dribble when all they're doing is giving a voice to the anger that's in this country. When they're giving a voice to the misunderstandings and let you help you see it from their from their point of view. There's people in the inner city that get beaten up every day by police. There's people there's there's no help for people in the inner cities. You know you know what I mean? Like they're they're trying to help out. Colin Kaepernick doesn't hasn't had a job in what, three years now? And he's given away most of his money. Donated it all. Targeted it. And helped out in his community. LeBron James opened up a school in his community to help the parent to help an entire generations imagine if he didn't give a fuck imagine if he had private donors that told him what to do told him how to live his life told him how to vote told him what laws to make that's where i get angry is you're more upset at these athletes that are just one person speaking out for for people for the voiceless but you're not as angry when it comes to politicians listen man we got to get out of our echo chambers and belief and just start spewing out the same shit. Get your marching orders from MSNBC or Fox News or CNN or Young Turks. Just have your own thoughts on shit, man. Don't be told what to think. When progressives 
or Democrats, wherever you want to put it. So progressives, if you don't, are the the farther left version of a Democrat, right? Because there could be corporate Democrats, establishment Democrats, yada yada yada. Just like there's far right, which is like the the racist, the Nazis, the alt right, and then you have the corporate Republicans, the so on and so forth. There's versions of them, right? Because they're not monoliths. Like I have had many conversations with Republicans that are totally not most ninety nine percent of the people who live around me voted for Trump and are Republicans, and they're some of the nicest people. Some of them aren't. Some of them treat. I've had a I had a conversation with a guy that didn't even look at me in my face. Actually, I didn't even have the conversation with him. I greeted him. He didn't greet me back and just kept talking to the other guy. Now, were they both white older men? Yes. It was kind of weird. It's this weird situation where like, they're trying to figure out what I am. Whatever. I digress. But look, man. No side is a monolith, right? But all I'm asking for you to do is to have your own opinion, your own takes on things. Don't be told what to think. Don't, when I say, hey, they're going after legal immigrants now, say, oh, but they're going after people who are who are leeching off the system. When when did they say that? So if you don't know what I'm referring to, uh, yesterday MSN, MSNBC, and I looked at a bunch of articles, released uh, their next the next big immigration thing. They're going to go after legal immigrants that have at any point taken government assistance, right, and possibly blocked them from becoming citizens. So the argument I heard when children being ripped away from their families was that, oh, uh, you got to do it the right way. Well, these these people are doing it the right way. Ah, now, nah, but they they had they had help though. Yeah, man, they came here with nothing, and they knew nobody. How the fuck do you figure it out? Oh, they shouldn't have basic human rights like a place to live. The worst, first of all, food stamps give you the worst kind of food because it's very regulated on what they can buy. It's all processed shit. So it's not like they're going to show up in a gym and just have it. They're not going to have, they're just having the basic supplements to live. When did that become so wrong? Oh, but one of my boys was uh, was fired from his job. He didn't get unemployment. Bro, you were fired. You don't get unemployment for getting fired. You get if you get it, if you were laid off, It was if there was a merger in the company and then there was a redundancy and your job got X'd out, and then that way you get laid off, you get it. But if you're a fight, you probably did something wrong. That's not an immigrant's fault. These talking points just don't make sense to me. I've never, I've never understood them, because it's not coming from, a, from me in my perspective. It's not coming from a place of rational thinking. Like how do these, how do these immigrants that pay taxes, that pay into taxes, don't have the ability to become citizens? Possibly might might get deported. Also, all the money they put, who knows, 30, 40, 50 years, all the money they put into Social Security and Medicare, they don't get it. But we do. Isn't how does that make sense? I should I should get their money. Why? Because at some point, somebody who was a a co-chair and a co-sponsor of a racist ass group in Duke at Duke University, Mr. Stephen Miller, with a Richard Spencer, the leader, one of the leaders of the alt-right, he decided some arbitrary shit that legal immigrants who got help to get on their feet. I mean, isn't that it, we're the greatest country in the world, man? Bring me your weak, your hungry, your poor. Like, that's isn't that what we do here? I'm confused, man. So you don't want the people who made it out of nothing 
became rich, changed generations of poor and and their and their uh and their family and in their and their community, changed everything. You don't want them speaking out. But then you also don't want the poor people who can't get out but who haven't made it out to not speak up either when they're suffering just to make ends meet. Where where's where's the middle ground there? Right? Like I, I'm I'm confused. So the richest of the so the rich uh for the most part minorities can't speak out because they should just be grateful they're giving this money. But the ones who get five hundred dollars, I don't know, I've never been on food, I have no idea. Five hundred dollars a month to get basic food to feed their family and their their family and their children don't have the right to speak don't have don't have rights anymore why what what lack of empathy like who hurt you like i don't i don't understand man why are you so angry oh they're getting it and i'm not all right bro all right cool then what if we all get it give you some crazy idea i've been listening to uh joe rogan a lot obviously one of the reasons why i started a podcast and he's been talking a lot about basic universal uh universal income right where everybody gets like a thousand dollars a month so it's twelve grand a year, and from from people who have done the research, people way smarter than me, said that that's that's a sweet spot where people can live comfortably. Like you still have you still have a job, you live there, you you have that twelve grand, and you could live your dreams, right? Because a lot of us just do jobs, have jobs because we have to have them. Like some people love their jobs, great for them. Ninety five percent of the people want want to have their own thing, want to do their own thing. So it gives you a little bit of a comfort and everybody can survive. All right. How about basic how basic universal housing where we, where you t- eliminate, they're already doing it in Utah where you eliminate homeless people. You raise the, you, so if you eliminate homeless people, you raise the prices in realty and the, and all the housing because you eliminate, you know, in the downtown areas and places like that, they have and then homeless people that are mostly veterans can get on their feet and get some help. All universal healthcare is fucked up, huh? Imagine not having fucking a ton of medical bills and a med- medical debt. Imagine that. Imagine you take your kid to the hospital and you don't have to worry about the $30,000 that's coming back. Imagine not get, getting a surgery and not ha- all of a sudden your insurance decides what they're going to cover and what they're not because everything's covered. Yeah, bro, you might you might have to pay a little bit more, but what if you don't have to pay that thirty four? What if one of your family members gets sick and they have to stay in the hospital, and then you get a bill? How are you gonna afford twenty five, forty, fifty thousand? Any you throw out any fucking number, it doesn't matter because insurance companies can throw out any price, and you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it. Imagine that shit. Imagine not having that debt. Does a hundred, three, four hundred dollars sound not sound that bad anymore when you're paying that more in taxes when you don't have the medical debt on the other end? That's what Medicare is, bro. Medicare is fully covered. But only old people get it. Oh, and congressmen, I think, right? I think they have universal health care. And I think they get it for life, which is weird. So, like, if you only if you only win once, you get health care for the rest of your life. How does that make sense? I don't know, man. I got too many questions, and I and I honestly don't have the answers. All I'm saying is, man. Hold your politicians to the same standards you hold your athletes. Go at your politicians with the same energy you go at athletes. 
Because politicians make the real change that you don't even know about or care about. And do some research on those people. Athletes are just speaking, speaking up for a community, one way or the other. You got to think about what's more powerful, man. LeBron James or the President of the United States? I know my answer. Figure yours out. Thanks for listening to the Man Chatter Podcast with your host as always, Ben Borges. Till next time, peace.